Hallelujah. Jesus is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. It is wonderful to be back here at Hillside, and I know the Lord is going to do the miraculous. I believe he's going to do the miraculous. So, hey, for all of you that are on the live stream today, if you are physically able and you are in the area, I want to challenge you, come out. Because where the Lord's presence is, we believe that the Lord is going to follow through with great and miraculous things today. Hallelujah. That's simply what he does because he's a man of his word. And he says that signs follow the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So whenever it is preached or proclaimed, we can be assured that signs will follow. Correct? So we believe that today. Actually, it's already happened. There is something that is just stirring, and I believe it is going to be even greater intensity of the fire of God's spirit as we continue to preach God's word in his presence. Can somebody say hallelujah? Hallelujah. It is wonderful to be back. I want to thank, uh, what a wonderful intertwine this has been, right, with your leadership here. So I want to thank Pastor Paul and um, Pastor now Jonathan. (laughs) And the first ladies, I'll just include both of them, Ruth and Stacy. now, because behind every great man, there's a great, there you go. And uh, so we're thankful that generations can continue to be blessed here in this area, correct? So I want to thank them so much for, for having me. It's an honor to actually be here, and not just be here, but then be invited to come back. That says something, and I'm thankful. So... I actually get the opportunity to speak to your youth. It's not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. Is that correct? On the power of the Holy Spirit. So uh, please uh, bring in the youth somehow. I'm not sure with all the COVID restrictions as far as the bus scenario goes, but if uh, able, please uh, let them know. And let's just see our youth inundated with the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Um, I do want to say, before we get to the preaching of God's Word, I have a display table that is out there for Fragrant Fire Ministries. We are official 501c3, so I I do have a board that I am accountable to in the ministry. We work as a team, very much a team, team function. And, uh, but anyway, back there, there's some CDs, not only of some of the teachings that God has given me, but of uh, Reverend Dr. Now Lisa Party, who just got her credentials. She has some teachings back there. Destiny, if you want to know the gifts of the Spirit or how the Lord is fitting you into what he wants in your life, you can get her teaching with a nice packet, as well as Dave Ewer. You might be hearing his name soon. He is down with Daniel Kalenda going through Bible boot camp, evangelist boot camp, and he has a tremendous testimony. And if you need to be encouraged that the Lord delivers from a fatherless spirit and alcohol and drugs and can call somebody into ministry, you need to hear his testimony back there for $5. There's only three left. So um, be back there. Sue, where are you? Sue is helping me out this morning. Thank you so much, Sue, in the back for helping out at the display table. Also, just a little something because I believe in feeding generations too. If you like the hair, thank Miranda. She does my hair and I enjoy feeding uh, pastors, grandkids, and the nieces and nephews. (laughs) That's a beautiful, that that was just a little bit of an insert of advertisement that's there. So... (laughs) just to be a blessing and pass on the blessing. Yes, I was just in Africa with Pastor Henry Musana. The Lord did incredible things. 
Oh, it was just so fun to go during Resurrection Holy Week. God moved powerfully and profoundly. Yes, it's a different dynamic these days with travel. He had to PCRs before and after. Oh, was that just ever interesting? But God is able to move through all of that. And I have a clip, and he is going to say hello. So would you please look up here and enjoy what God just did about a week and a half or so ago. We just arrived back and uh, just watch the video and be encouraged. Come and let us sing, come and let us sing, come and let us sing to the King of Kings. Come on, come and let us sing, come and let us sing, come on, come and let us sing to the King of Praise the Lord. This is Pastor Henry Msana right here at Gospel Extension Ministries. I want to thank God for the team from Fragrant Fire Ministries. Wow, what a team it has been. It has been a wonderful time of blessing people here in Kampala and in Jinja. And these people came from different 
villages because we got them from other villages and brought them in one place and how God moved. I want to appreciate every pattern, every supporter of fire, of Fragrant Fire Ministries because without your support, I believe this will not be possible because uh, you have blessed us immensely. You know, we have got seeds for people to plant. Because of the lockdown, so many people have been uh, having issues with food. But, you know, people were so glad to receive the seeds that we gave them. And we didn't only give them physical seeds to plant in their gardens, but we gave them also the seed of the word to plant in their hearts. It was beautiful to see people receive. Some of them received the Bible for their very first time to own their own Bible. You know, it's such a great joy. So I want to thank you, all the partners, all the board members of Fragrant Fire Ministries. Please keep supporting this ministry because lives are being touched. There is a lot, as you could be, you will be hearing, there is a lot that has been uh, done in the spirit and even in the physical. Lots of people gave their lives to Christ, around 200 people in all the meetings we had. And then also lots of people got filled up with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And also many were prayed for to get healing. And still testimonies are coming up. And I believe even when the team is gone, testimonies will keep coming. So I want to say thank you. And please keep sending Fragrant Fire Ministries over to Uganda. They have a lot of work to do. And we really want them here. And I thank you. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now I'm going to ask you Somebody give Jesus a hand clap of praise and glory for what he's doing. 
So far this year, those numbers have changed. That was made just a couple weeks ago. But so far this year, through Fragrant Fire Ministry, 6,637 decisions for Jesus have been made. Hallelujah. There's been many filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's been 2,372 healings. So somebody give Jesus praise for that. Thank you, Lord. I have an opportunity this coming Wednesday to go through a Zoom cast uh, through a mass gospel effort, campaign effort, to speak through Zoomcast to eight to 9,000 people in the Middle East. It's actually in a place that I cannot mention. It's a sensitive country. And um, if you want to feel led to give towards that so we can, the, um, the cost is $3,000. So if anybody feels impressed to give, we receive. It's just days away. But I believe that's in God's pocket. Hallelujah. And then, and then pray. And then pray for us. What an opportunity that God has through media these days as well as going. Going and through media. Hallelujah. Well, I believe the Lord wants to pour out his spirit today and do and an incredible work. In fact, I believe he wants all of us to take language lit. Or have a language that's lit. <laughs> or a lit language. Yes. God says he wants us to receive this. There's a scripture verse, Acts 2, 3, and 4. It says, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that came and separated to wretch on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. When we were over in Uganda, they introduced us, and they were just so thankful. And they that you left everything to come over and to be with us. And I tell you, their appetite was wet. This was the first opportunity they had for something like this since COVID hit. So people were prepped and they were hungry, hungry for the Lord to move in their lives. Are we hungry as well for the Lord to move in our lives? Are our appetites wetted and are we desiring to receive the fullness of him? Speaking of fullness, so Easter Sunday, uh, Pastor Henry and, and his wife, dear wife, had this wonderful spread of a banquet table that was before us, okay? And I just want to preface this by saying this. It was seven hours since I had breakfast before I tell you the story. So I just want to say that. It's kind of an excuse, but you know. So it was seven hours before I, and, and you know what? I, I'm a pretty, enough all or, pretty much all or nothing type person. So I am, you know, pretty impassioned. And so I can burn some calories when I'm up here and speaking. And so seven hours came and went and speaking and Uganda, you know, there's just a little different bit of flavor. And I get a little more, if you think I'm energetic now, <laughs> you should have seen me over there. Something within the uh, whole atmosphere just kind of changes. And um, I was hungry. <laughs> so we went over to his house and there I mean the whole table was full and they had chapatis which they actually have over in South, South, southern Asia where I was at in India and it was oh my goodness oh so good now I didn't realize what was happening at the table as I was eating but there was laughter at the table and I looked up and I was like what's going on and Savannah Burkowski maybe some of you guys know her she said Renee she said you're making noises I was so enjoying the food, and I was so hungry, and I was consuming the, the very good 
culinary skills of both of them that there was an audible expression coming out from me that I didn't even realize. And I was enjoying the fullness thereof of the food that was there so much more there that so much so that there was an audible expression and can i say it's like that spiritually if we are hungry for the things of the lord won't there be some type of expression that is there sometimes you might see it through a body expression and sometimes it might come up audibly is that correct? But there is an expression that is there because of a hunger and a longing for more of Jesus. Can somebody say hallelujah? Now, I know if I invite somebody over to my house, and um, I'm wanting to fill them to overflow to capacity. In fact, I would just like to be in a fly on the wall for any couples or any friends that are there prior to coming over. I would love to hear them say this conversation. You know what, honey? I think maybe we need to dress differently when going over to Renee's house. Maybe we should put on our sweatpants that have the elasticity that is there, you know, to have room for more consumption, you know, to be full, to overflow, right? And I would love, actually, for them to have a consumption of the great culinary skills so that I can receive a colloquial expression of a, mm-mm, this is so good. Or, oh, this is wonderful. Do you think it's any different? Because the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the, that's not on there uh, on the PowerPoint, by the way. But taste and see that the Lord is good. That means he wants to give us something great at his banquet table. And he wants to fill us fully, full spiritually with the good things that he has. And one of those good things we're emphasizing today is the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's the pondering point for you this morning. Will you allow for increase and overflow of the Holy Spirit consumption so that what follows is supernatural expression? The Bible says, Acts 2.4, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. This happened on a day called Pentecost in the Bible in Acts chapter 2, where 120 people were present and the Lord sent the promise of the Holy Spirit to his people. In fact, he told his disciples prior to him dying on the cross and raising again, he let them know that was going to happen. And he says, listen, if you think it's bad now under Roman tyranny, because they were under Roman rule and under tyranny that, during that time, and Jesus is, knows that when he dies and he is raised back to life again, he knows that things are not going to get better. In fact, they're probably going to be a little more worse. Therefore, he says, I want you to have the wonder and the power of the Holy Spirit so that you can, what, be able to have assistance for my witness through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because you are going to need it, disciples. And he said it for all of us, too. You are going to need it. You are going to need, we need power to thrive. And we need to be a bit lit, more than maybe just a bit lit. But we need to go into the darkness lit with the fire of his spirit, 
Be courageous and bold. Can somebody say hallelujah? It is not uh, the Holy Spirit or baptism in the Spirit 101. It's actually 103 because you're one with the three, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's how we can win with the witness and the power of the Holy Spirit that he wants to send. Hallelujah. He sets our heads like flint. And flint can be sparked, right, by a fire. And so to forge forward with supernatural fire, to light up the darkness with a lit language by the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts 2.43, everyone was filled with awe. Many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. There's so much fear that are in our even AG churches that if we allow the Holy Spirit to move, it's going to bring a minus and not a plus. But my Bible says it brought multiplication to the church. And now more than ever, where people are hungry for the supernatural and there's programs on TV, ghost hunters and all these things, why not give them the real thing? Not a counterfeit, but the real thing of the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And my Bible says it adds. It doesn't subtract. Let's talk about food again, though. The reason we eat three meals a day is because we need food for fuel. Correct? Like, give me some protein. That's what I just need. I just need protein. Uh, we need nourishment for our physical bodies. We also need nourishment spiritually. Our bodies crave food, and you can get addicted to food. Correct? Especially some unhealthy things. I know if somebody asks, you know, what you are is what you eat. And so if you would say, Renee, what do you enjoy eating? And some of your top favorites, well, that would be the white cheddar smart popcorn that I can eat, and unashamedly, a whole bag in maybe one setting. It's true. And uh, chocolate-covered strawberries. Anybody else, you know, can you bear a witness with that? Yeah, peanut M&Ms. There you go. I could continue to go on. But all of those things are not necessarily healthy for you, although there's parts of it that are healthy. <laughs> but every part. And if you would continue to consume that, possibly not a good thing. I know in telling people and going to Uganda and telling the team, I gave them instructions. I said, if I were you, I am, I'm trying to instruct you because I want to set you up, not for failure, but for success. And if I were you, I would start taking probiotics, good bacteria, weeks before you go, and multivitamins. If I were you, I would make sure that you start fueling up. You'd fast weeks ahead of time for it. And then you fuel up with food, good food, to get your body prepared for the very much intensive ministry that is there. Now, you can all just give this information out. They have to respond, correct? And so what happens, and I'll just be a little transparent with you, had some little bit of tummy, tummy trouble. That is telling you that something has gotten inside that maybe is not healthy. So what did I combat it with? I took, I doubled up on more probiotics, what? To overcome and flesh out all of the unclean things. And amazingly enough, it works. Hallelujah. Same with the spiritual man. And I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking today through the word that he gave and through the message in tongues and through the interpretation that was here today and through the vision that God gave, the Lord is speaking 
And there are some of us that we have some things that trip us up in life. And we have consumed some things in our life, maybe not through the mouth, but inside of us there's maybe some things that are unclean. And the thing that spiritually can flood it all out is if you are immersed in something that is very clean, very pure, very purifying, and it can help build you up and send you forth in a great way. Can somebody say hallelujah? The Holy Spirit can drive the unhealthy things out that you have consumed and you've made choices to do. You know, some many people today, oh, I'm spiritual, I'm spiritual. Well, I know there is the Holy Spirit, which is a good spirit. And if it's not the Holy Spirit, what kind of spirit are you, like, ingesting or consuming? What are you consumed with? If you have issues and there's some things in your life that are tripping you up, there is some good news because here's a great pondering point. Let me shout it out. God initiated detox. God initiated detox. His Holy Spirit is the remedy for unhealthy substances. He is the substance of the supernatural that can push out substance, image, or unhealthy abuse. That means a misuse of something. He wants to help us in our weaknesses. He's not here to shame you or condemn you. The Holy Spirit is here to help you in your weaknesses. Well, where is that in the Bible? Well, Voila, Romans 8, 26 says, in the same way the Spirit does what? Helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Kind of like, you know, the food groans that you have, you know, physically and stuff like that, you know. He can groan through you. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So when you pray in the immersion and the power of the Holy Spirit, it's the will of God for your life, and it's not to bring you down lower. It's so that you can have what? Success, and you can have power. In fact, Paul was writing this under inspiration of the Holy Spirit to the believers in Rome. He is saying the Holy Spirit wants to help you. When you're a Christian, you don't know how to pray. The Holy Spirit can help you, how, no, teach you how to pray through his lit language of a supernatural language that he downloads. Something that you don't learn. It's just a download from the Holy Spirit. And he can give you that lit special language. Language lit. <laughs> a supernatural language. Believers need the help of the Holy Spirit. I need the help of the Holy Spirit. Sinners need the help of the Holy Spirit. He says he would pour out his spirit on all flesh. All flesh. That is a combination of sinners and believers and deceivers. It does not say God will pour his spirit on the believers. He says he'd pour out his spirit on all flesh. Why? He wants to help you. All the issues that you have, even people that are called of God. Now, follow me down this trail, would you please? God, yes, God, revealed himself to a man who had foul language. Oh, the Bible is great and it's interesting. 
who had foul language and he felt completely unclean. Let's talk about cursing and profanity, shall we? Well, it's in the Bible, so, you know, I feel good about talking about it up here. Do you know what's diff- cursing is different from profanity? There was this man, and it actually was Isaiah. Oh, my goodness, he wrote an entire book in the Bible prophetically. <laughs> and he had foul language. He said he felt very unclean. Difference between profanity and cursing. Profanity is talking, you know, talking smut, should we say, and talking things. You know, cursing is much more than cursing with profanity. To curse is to put someone down, or it can mean actually putting yourself down verbally by what you say. Have you cursed yourself down and spoken poorly about yourself or poorly about others? God does not want us to curse ourselves, putting ourselves down or someone else down. And he certainly doesn't want us to use profanity either. Isn't it wonderful, though, that God is so wonderful and merciful that he reveals himself to people who have issues? I know. I can be in that corner, too, right? All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and can be justified freely by what Jesus has to offer. Can somebody shout there? God manifested his power to Isaiah in a vision. God can reveal visions to people with issues. He saw the Lord seated on the throne high and exalted. This man who had issues, he felt guilty on the inside. He said he had unclean lips, and he saw the train of God's robe in a vision and filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, and each had wings, and they were flying, and they were calling out to one another. Isaiah 6 says this, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And at the sound of their voices, the doorposts and the threshold shook. And the temple was filled with smoke. Whoa, and he wasn't on anything either. (laughs) But somebody who looks at his passions might think, whoa, what was he tripping on? Well, it's called the genuine thing of the Holy Ghost. What other people do is a counterfeit, but this is the genuine move of God. And the power of God was so prevalent in this village that something happens. And here's a pondering point. The presence of God provokes purity. The presence of God provokes purity. God was revealing himself to Isaiah with an opportunity of a calling and commissioning to send him forth, to speak his prophetic word. I want to change your speech that you have that's unclean and the condition of your guilty heart, and I really long to. I'm revealing my power and my glory to you, and you might think, well, this is a little weird and strange, but I can tell the presence of God is here. But really, God is saying, listen, I really want to change you in such a dramatic way, heal you and transform you, so my, your speech that you can use will be prophetic speech to the people that you are with. And you are surrounding in the in, in the Judea and, and Judah. Hallelujah. Isaiah, though, knew he wasn't prepared and he felt convicted in the presence of God and was provoked to cry out to God and confess what was unclean in his life. That's what the power of the Lord can do, and that's the power of his presence. So if you feel a little uneasy today and everything, it's because the presence of the Lord is here and he is like wooing you and calling you to transform and to heal you. 
Isaiah cried out, woe, 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 woe to me. He said, I am ruined, for I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And I, my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. The Lord spoke this morning about seeing God's face. It's an intertwined what God is speaking today. When Isaiah saw the face and the presence and experienced the power of God, he had to cry out and say, I am done. I feel guilty. I, I just, I, I need help. How many ever cry out and say, God, I need your help? <laughs> yes. The verse right here gives us insight into Isaiah's weakness and his hang-up. He had foul language and it was unclean because he lived in a culture surrounding him that had the foul language. I live, he said, in amongst people that have unclean lips. I live in a house, a tribe, a group, a people group that are unclean. Therefore, what has been exposed on the outside, God is wanting to alter on the inside. Luke 6.35 says, The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored in his heart. For out of the abundance of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. Well, Isaiah certainly was speaking some colorful language. But the Lord can transform it in a language that is lit supernaturally, can't he? So within the community, and in Isaiah's inner man, there was uncleanliness, and the book of Isaiah even goes further in the first chapter. He actually, which is interesting, goes to, into a deeper divulge as to what lied beneath the people. He equates Judah at that time to Sodom and Gomorrah. Do I need to explain to you what was in Sodom and Gomorrah? But it says in that time, that culture was a culture that was filled with sexual depravity and perversion. Now, if he was influenced because there was unclean lips in that culture and said, I'm around people of unclean lips. And if there was guilt in his heart, where the Bible does read that, it doesn't say what kind of guilt, but you have to wonder if he's been influenced with language, if there's other guilts that are there from the influence of the perversion that is there. The Bible isn't clear. It doesn't say we don't want to assume, but it is clear as to what was inside that culture. Oh, it's quiet in here. And here's the thing. He felt guilty on the inside, and he cried out, I'm unclean. I'm undone. Here's the truth. God delights and desires to cleanse all unclean, detestable, and guilt-ridden issues supernaturally by the fire that purifies and expels the darkness. Hallelujah. He says, I'm a man of unclean language in my heart, and this is what God did so mercifully that he wants to do to all people. Isaiah 6, 6 to 7, Then one of the seraphs, the angels, flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. And with it he touched Isaiah's mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for or covered. Your guilt 
has been what? Atoned for, covered. You've been clothed and covered with something new, a healing in the inner man. He's been transformed. And now his language, unclear language, Jesus has touched his lip by the fire, purifying fire of God to where he is now able to go forth prophetically and speak to people. Now listen to this. The Bible says to Isaiah, okay, you know what? Now I'm, I'm calling out and say, you know, who, who shall I send and who will go for me? His inner man and outer man were completely transformed by a live fire that purifies. And he was calling out and saying, now you're going to go tell people to repent, which means they have a change of mind. Everybody say change of mind, change of direction, total transformation. And guess what, Isaiah? These people are really not going to listen to you. And it's going to get worse and not better. Therefore, you need to be ushered out with my fire and my spirit. And who will go for me? Who will I send? And once the Lord made a mark on his life, he had a good inner sense in the mind, inner sense of a clean consciousness. Isn't that good of the Lord? Innocent. Guilt gone. And he cries out, I'll go, here am I, send me. How the fire and baptism of God's spirit can change you completely to send you forth, even in the darkest of places. Why? So you can, God can use you to light them up too and be lit in the midst of the darkness. Hallelujah. He needed the purifying fire power of the Lord to go forward to people who would reject possibly the message. He needed assistance for the witness. Here's a pondering point. Be supernaturally lit prior to launch. Be supernaturally lit prior to launch. And in the New Testament, we hear about another individual that God was revealing himself to. This man was going to be one of Jesus' disciples and found him on a fisherman's boat. What kind of language do fishermen have? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I need to clarify that in any type of way. But Jesus got in the boat with a man named Peter. Peter was a fisherman. Jesus got into his stuff. He was reading Peter's mail, so to speak. Peter was a fisherman. The Bible says they went out all night long, had not caught a thing, and that is what men are supposed to do. God says produce and what does a man do when he feels like he has lost his job and is unable to produce and be productive for his family? It'll cause you to curse, to curse yourself down, to talk about wildly things in your mind and your heart, that you're not a good man, you can't provide for your family, you're better than nothing, you're just a louse. Leads to pain on the inside, can be exposed on the outside. And he was coming up empty. And Jesus gets in his boat because he loves to meet with men and women who have issues, right? He gets in the boat and kind of just like isn't afraid to hang around people and all of their uncleanliness. And he gets in the boat and Jesus says, cast out your line, cast out the net again. He does. And guess what? They caught so much fish that the boat started to sink, went from emptiness to fullness, because of the presence of Jesus was there in such a powerful way, 
Peter cried out just like Isaiah did. He cries out and says, oh my goodness. He fell down at the Lord's feet and says, depart from me. I am a sinful man, O Lord. And the mercy of Jesus looks at him and says, don't be afraid. From now on, you're going to catch men. The call is going out even to Peter. To say, listen, I know you got issues. I know you make mistakes. But you know what? I want you to go out and I want you to be a fisher of a man. Go out and, and catch men. But you can only do it once. Number one, I change your life to transform you. But I send my fire to, to purify you and to make you whole. Hallelujah. You have to have be lit prior to having the launch. Because he wants you to be witnesses and overcome the unclean things in your life. You cannot do it alone. You cannot do it alone. We need the purifying presence of the Holy Spirit to light up the darkness in our lives and light up the darkness in the world. The Bible says the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Those living in the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And he wants to make sure and light things up in the, in the entire world by a supernatural lit language that he wants to give you. I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire to eradicate the darkness. Hallelujah. Like when I was eating, there was an audible expression and declaration of a, just a great change that had happened in my tummy and in my mouth. Same thing when you're immersed in the purifying igniting fire of the Holy Spirit and have a supernatural language that he gives you. Your language will change and your inner man will change. It says in 1 Corinthians 14.4, and I want you to memorize this verse, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Edifies in the original Greek means house builder. Father who is trying to provide for your house and family, single mom. House builder means edified. Construct means edified. That means when you speak in other tongues, it's not there for you to have defeat. It's to what? build you up and reconstruct some things in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit. And so there could be an outward manifestation of build up in the kingdom of God too. Can somebody say hallelujah? It builds things up that are torn down in the inner man. Now I want you to listen closely. This is not on the PowerPoint, but I'm going to read it because it is a quote and it is phenomenal. Dr. Carl Peterson, MD, doctor, conducted a study at ORU in Oklahoma, being a brain specialist. What kind of specialist? A brain specialist. He was doing research on the relationship between the brain and praying or speaking in tongues. He found that as we pray in the Spirit or worship in the Spirit, our heavenly language, the lit language we're talking about, the brain releases... Listen to this. The brain releases two chemical secretions that are directed into our immune systems, giving a 35 to 40% boost to the immune system. 
when you pray with a lit language, when you pray in tongues, your brain supernaturally secretes a chemical that boosts your immune system. This promotes healing within our bodies. Amazingly, the secretion is triggered from a part of the brain. Part of the brain. It's spirit activated and spirit infiltrated. That means it builds, it edifies. Swearing, I did some research on this too. When you swear and you have your favorite like profanity words, there's pockets in your mind that keeps them. So when you curse or whatever, there's special little places in your mind and the corridors of your mind that, you know, are pockets of those, of those words. Let me share about something else that might be a little bit of a subject that might give a little bit of an irritation. And I'll, I don't think we have too many young listeners here this morning, but I just want to say this, this is truth, this is science, but it's intertwined with the Word of God. And some of the students have heard this before, but... Intimacy, or sex, is a powerful brain stimulant. Upon intimacy, there are chemicals that are released in your mind. One of those chemicals is called dopamine. Dopamine. What is the first part of that called? Dope. True. It produces dopamine. Anybody heard of dope before? Taking dope, how there's chemicals released that, you know, when you inhale that and you consume it. Well, upon intimacy, guess what chemicals are naturally released in your brain is dopamine, which causes you to want intimacy more. Also, in the women, oxytocin is released in the brain. Has anybody heard of oxytocin before? Maybe oxycodone you've heard of before. It comes from the same root. You know what that is? It's to kill pain. And that's why women can be in an abusive relationship and have that cycle that is there because of intimacy, all of a sudden the pain is, I don't have any more pain, and then you have pain, and then you have, and, and, and the cycle continues. There is the hormone, and the man that's reduced vasopressin. These are released, and God ordained them to be released among intimacy with a one husband or one wife because it is the glue that holds you together with your spouse. That's the way God created our brains and our bodies to work. It's released in the brain. Therefore, when there is a breakup, when there is a, or people jump from person to person with perversion, okay? Remember, Isaiah said the places like Sodom and Gomorrah and Judah where he was preaching, there's perversion and things that happen. You go and you be with another person, your brain circuitry is like going, do I say that again just for fun? Okay, the brain circuitry is totally rewired because why you're supposed to be glued to that one person. There's a reason why there's a principle of no touchy, touchy, sexy, sexy before marriage because God wants you to be together because of those chemicals that are released in the brain for life. You're supposed to get the pleasure that God has and ordains it between the one person and yourself. Now, let me just go a bit further, because when you look at an image that is unhealthy and consumed in your mind, guess what? Or maybe even cursing or speaking, it secretes the same hormones of oxytocin, vasopressin, and dopamine 
and you can become attached and addicted to an image. Now, I think it's beautiful that God revealed himself to Isaiah, God revealed himself to Peter, and the message of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is edifies, it builds up. If there is a secretion that God, what, secretes through your mind when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit and it can increase your immune system, can't it also flood out all the other unclean things in your mind, in your heart, in your body? I've never preached the baptism in the Holy Spirit like this is the first time here today. And it was like a new revelation to the Holy Spirit. I'm like, that's the Holy Spirit. He wants to be so immersed in what he has for you that it floods out everything else and clean, purifies you, heals your body. My goodness, it can boost the immune system 35 to 40%. That means the power of the Holy Spirit can touch your physical bodies and every ailment that you have in your physical bodies too. Why not be immersed and be built up and edified and reconstruction, transformed and healed by the power of the Holy Spirit? Somebody shout. Jesus. The only place where drones cannot go and people cannot look and safe place is in a thought life in your brain. No drones can go in there. Only if you divulge to a counselor or somebody. It's in there. And God is all-knowing. He's omniscient. And he wants you to have pure innocence. We can be guilt-free. We can have a lit language that transforms us and empowers us to go forth, to be lit in the world, be forever changed like God changed Isaiah as well as Peter. Peter is the one who spoke up on the day of Pentecost. In fact, Peter said the one he was cursing, right, at the fire when Jesus was going in, they were taking him in to shortly be executed. And after the cursing, the Lord gave him a lit language and his speech went in to proclaim and he was like one of the pillars of the church. How the Lord can transform people from lifts from the guilt of sin and consciousness turning to innocence and purity. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit intercedes through wordless groans. Acts 2, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak in other tongues, and the Spirit enabled them. One more verse, Isaiah 57. Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. I want to read over that again. Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint, and I will know I will not be put to shame. God does not shame you. He wants to give you supernatural power to be an overcomer through the power of his Holy Spirit. He wants to manifest his power on you. And his presence provokes purity and gives you a special language to empower you, to build you up, to go forward, to proclaim the word of the Lord like Isaiah and like Peter. So a question, do you need to be supernaturally lit prior to launching out? Do you need reconstruction? Do you need a lit language to reignite and transform your speech and be guilt-free? Let the Holy Spirit rewire your inner man so you can be a witness to the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to give opportunity 
for those who the Spirit of God has wet in your appetite for you to receive the fullness of what the Lord has for you today. How hungry are you? How much do you need him to transform your mind and deal with those issues that you have? He does not shame you. He wants to supernaturally transform you. He is there to help us in our weaknesses. Hallelujah. We're going to give an opportunity to do that in just one moment. But uh, before that, Pastor Paul is going to come up. And I believe the praise and worship team is going to come up too and uh, share. In fact, let's all stand together, shall we? If our ushers would come, we want to receive an offering. And uh, I want you to know all the cash and everything designated for Fresh Fire Ministries or for, for Renee, it's going to go to her. And uh, so all the cash and whatever you designate will go to her. Otherwise, the rest of it stays here for the church. And uh, we want to give and support her ministry in that way. So... Let's just uh, let's just take a moment, and uh, it's kind of an abrupt little change of pace here, going into the offering. But we want to uh, we want to receive the offering, and we're going to bring our our service to a close. So if you need to go, I want you to know that we're closing the service, and you're free to go. Uh, however, for those of you that would like to come for prayer, we are here to pray with you. For those of you who would like Renee to pray over you. Uh, for the Holy Spirit or for healing or whatever your need might be, then we're going to continue on with the service and ministry, okay? So, Lord, we just give these gifts to you now. We pray that you take them and use them for your honor and glory to continue the ministry, Lord, in other places. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I believe the Lord is here to do a transformational work in your life. And I want to ask, maybe you can say, I, I'm really unclean in my life. I know I have intentionally sinned. I have done things I know Jesus would not be pleased with. In fact, have you ever been in conversation with someone? You feel like there's a wall of separation between you and that person? You can't get through? Well, there is a wall of communication that is there when we are not right with Jesus, when we have sin in our lives. Just like Isaiah said, I'm a man, I, I've really done some things that I'm not proud of. And woe is me, God, I'm in your presence. And I feel like I, I wanna restore communication with you. I wanna, be, I wanna be saved from my ways of being unclean, from the choices I've made. The Bible says that he is our peace that has broken down every wall. So that wall or that barrier that is in between you and God, when Jesus died on the cross to take up your sins, your things that are unclean in your life, he said that he took those upon him and he died taking the sin, your sin upon him on the cross. And then he rose again so you could be resurrected to new life in him. And he wants to destroy that barrier of sin so communication can be restored with him so you can be saved, free from sin, free from shame. If that's you today and you say, I need Jesus to save me from my sins. I feel like Isaiah, that I'm unclean. Peter, I'm a bit unclean. But I am looking for God's mercy to forgive me 
and make me whole. Raise your hand. Say, that's just me, and I need, I need the Lord. Okay, who else? One, two, three, four. Who else? Five? Who else? You can put your hand down after you. Anybody else? I need Jesus. First time, 50. Is that okay? Six, is that? One, two, three, four, six. Seven, back in the back there. Okay. Who else? Eight, nine. Who else? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. See, the presence of the Lord provokes purity. He does. This is what Jesus does. And if that's you and say, I need a new life in Jesus, I need him to forgive me, I want to receive his mercy. This up here is like a kind of a smorgasbord of banquet delights that you can receive the fullness of being free, guilt-free in Jesus. And we're going to pray with you to receive Jesus in that freedom of being conscious-free, guilt-free of sin. Bible says it's being born again. That means born of the Spirit of God, like Isaiah and Peter were. If that's you, and you raise your hand, all nine or ten of you, or even if there's more, I want you to be bold and come down here. How hungry are you to receive that of Jesus? Come down here to the front. There's going to be people that serve you <laughs> or pray with you. So come on, if you raise your hand, that's it. All nine, You won't be by yourself. All nine, thank you, Holy Spirit. Just standing here in a line. Shoulder to shoulder facing me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And if some of you brought these people to church, come down with them. You know them. Come down with them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Signs follow the proclamation of the word. More signs are going to follow, too. This is, is beautiful. And I don't know if it's your first time or 50th time, but this is an eternal difference going actually from death to life. An astronaut can't go up into space without a special suit. And with that suit, we'll get him into space. You can only go to heaven being saved or born again, taking a new suit on, and that is the forgiveness of Jesus. So we're going to cry out to the Lord like Isaiah did and Peter and say, Jesus, I am unclean. I want you to pray to the Lord. Just put your hands out like this, open posture, just like this, in a comfortable way. Just put them out and just, this is like a receiving type mode. And I want you to pray with Jesus. Everybody, can we pray together? Everybody, let's pray. Say, Jesus, I'm unholy. I'm unclean. I'm a sinner. I have issues. I know I probably hurt your heart. But I thank you but I thank for your love, for your love and, your mercy and your mercy that you're extending to me today. To me Jesus, today. I've, sinned. I've sinned. I confess, I confess. I'm, unclean. I'm unclean. But I invite you today, invite you today to, come to come into my life. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. Forgive me. Forgive Wash me. me. Thank you, Jesus for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for ra being raised from the dead so I can be resurrected to new life. Jesus, I receive your new life today. I choose you as my Savior and as my Lord. 
And because I make a decision for you, and I welcome you in, I know that right now, you, are, you have cleansed me. I am free from sin. I am washed clean. I am innocent. You have made me pure and holy. And my relationship with you is now restored. And I say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Folks, I believe we need to give Jesus a hand clap of praise today. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight. Eight. Eight is the number in the Bible of completeness. God is doing a complete work here today, and he is not through yet. He has more for us, more for us. Now I'm going to ask a question. First of all, I want to say all these people that have come up here, if all those leadership hone in on these people, you need to let somebody know because we believe that we need to, you know, just saturate you with the word of God and get you inserted here in the church and see that you're continued to come to a knowledge of more of Jesus. So um, make sure you come back, which if the Lord's transformed your life and made you guilt-free, I mean, why not? I want to ask now a further question. The Lord would not have given me the word he gave me this last week because I could. I have a couple sermons, you know, filled with baptism, Holy Spirit and all that, unless he knew that maybe just like Judah and other places, there are some issues that people are having inside your heart. You have confessed Jesus as your Savior. Things are just tripping you up a little bit. You've either cursed yourself on the inside or, you know, there's issues of uncleanness that you're just hang-ups and you just want the Lord to just flood those out of you by immersing you with his power and his glory. Maybe you're here and say, listen, I don't have any of those issues, but I just want to receive the power of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking another tongue. I want my language to be lit and I want to go forth with great power and glory. I believe today that the baptism of the Holy Spirit when the Lord floods you, things are secreted supernaturally in your body. That he can heal your body through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Science is now backing that up through that MD I was just telling you to. And guess what? He can cleanse you from impurities and hang-ups that you have. Hallelujah. So how many here today can raise your hand and say, either I need the Lord to touch my body, or I need to touch my mind, or I just need to be filled with his power. Raise your hand if that's you. I've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I just need the Lord to touch my mind. Hey, Isaiah the prophet had issues. Peter, future disciple of Jesus, had issues. We all have issues, but the Holy Spirit wants to what? supernaturally transform those issues. So I want you to be bold and brave, and I want you, if you raise your hand, come down here. We're going to pray these people that come up. You're going to baptize the ghost in Jesus' name. All the rest of you, come forward. Come on. You raise your hand. How hungry are you? Let's go. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit consume and transform and change. The presence of God provokes purity. The presence of God provokes purity. And purity of the Holy Ghost is going to transform and touch and heal your body. Change your mind. Change your heart. That's what Jesus does. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
come up, make way for people. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for hunger. Thank you for hunger, Lord. This is what we're going to do, whether it's your first time in receiving the purifying baptism of the Holy Spirit, or maybe this is a refilling, this is what's going to happen. You're just going to cry out to Jesus. Jesus is the one who sends his Holy Spirit, okay? There is an audible expression that you have consumed, the power of God. That means you'll start speaking in a spiritual language, one that you have not heard. Well, how does that work? Well, it's like this. Upon asking Jesus, Jesus, fill me with the power of your Holy Spirit and cleanse me. The Holy Spirit is going to give you words or syllables or phrases in your heart or in your mind. Okay, you won't understand them. Because guess what? It's a spiritual language. It's not like German. It's not like French. It's a spiritual language he's going to download to you so that what can be secreted in your mind through your body, purifying you and make you bold for witnessing. Okay? So we're going to ask. Some people, you know what? It's going to come out with maybe some groans, and that's okay. Birthing rooms have noisy exits. And everybody goes, oh, isn't that beautiful? <laughs> Go to a hospital and somebody's like bearing down. Oh! And everybody is not like, oh. They're like, oh. Something's being birthed. Sometimes there's an audible expression. And this is a safe place for that. But some people, you know, are shy and the Lord knows it too. And the Lord is going to give you like the spiritual language and you just speak it out. You're going to be quiet, but you're going to be still filled with the same power as the person that's groaning and... <laughs> Still the same power, different audible expressions. There's people that go at your table that you're eating at and go, oh, that was really tasty and really good. Thank you. And some like me are going, oh, this is just delicious. This is awesome. It's the same with everybody, right? Different forms of expression. But there will be audible expression. And there will be coming from your mouth. You'll have to speak out those words or syllables that the Holy Spirit gives you. He gives them to you. We're unable to do that, but we do obey. The Bible says is to lay hands on people, so we will pray with you to receive the Holy Spirit. So what I want is everybody else that is still here, I want you to stretch your hands forward to the people that are here, and I want you to start praying in the Holy Spirit in your spiritual language that the Lord's given you over these people right now in Jesus' name. Come on, this is a Pentecostal church. Start praying in the Holy Spirit. Now for those who have come up, and you said, I want the power of the Holy Spirit. I want that, Lord, download to me that lit language. Right now, ask Jesus. Pray to him. Say, Lord, I need that purifying in my life. All the impurities gone. Now fill me with your Holy Spirit. Be bold. Speak it out. Hallelujah. Come on, this is a lit language that fires you up, that can cleanse you. Yes, That's it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's it. Praise God. Yes, Lord. 